Welcome to Care Talk, America's home for incisive debate about healthcare business and policy. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. David, what important topic do we have in front of us today? Well, John, with gas at $5 a gallon, I'm wondering why we can't have insulin for $35 a month. And we're going to talk about the new proposal, not so new in a way, to have insulin at $35 a month out of pocket. You game? Oh, yeah. Now, this is this is going to be fun. Finally, we found something that both ex-President Trump and Senator Bernie Sanders agree on. I'm sure we're going to make progress here, right, David? I mean, this is this this is a really important issue. Well, John, everybody agrees. If those two agree, we should agree. But I don't think we actually do agree. So we're going to see just about that. And John, I mean, before we get started, I mean, what is insulin anyway? Who needs it? Well, insulin is a critical drug for the 7.4 million Americans who depend on it every day to help manage their uh, diabetes. Without, if you are if you are insulin dependent, and more and more diabetics are every day, and you don't have insulin, uh, you're likely to go into shock and die. So it's a critical, life-saving mechanism with a really interesting history. It was actually invented by two Canadian researchers over a hundred years ago yeah. and given by t- for, for two cents to humanity because they didn't think the inventors of insulin, this very basic but really critical drug, that anyone should have to pay too much to get this get get their life saving drug. I mean, David, how'd that whole pricing thing work out as it plays out in the US market? John, it brings a tear to my eye, and I think they probably forgot to specify the currency, whether it was uh, two Canadian cents or maybe two pence at the time, since I don't know if there wasn't really even a Canada at that point. It's really just kind of a colony of Great Britain. You know, I'll tell you how it's played out, John, and that pennies have compounded quite strongly, especially in this country. Maybe in Canada, it's lower, actually, it is. So in the U.S., the list prices for insulin are eight times, or to be precise, 8.1 times the price paid in the overall OECD countries. And nobody is that knows that over, wait, wait, wait. Is that over 800% more? That is how you could look at it, John. And the percentages start getting a little silly once you get above 100. But yeah, 800% more than in the typical uh, typical country. And nobody know, really knows. I mean, that's a list price. So nobody knows what the actual price is. And the Rand Corporation uh, did a study for US HHS. And they guessed, well, maybe it's, you know, maybe it's half the price is the real price. But they don't know. But they found that something like, you know, 30% of the insulin is used in the U.S., but it's like 84% of global sales. So something is amiss. But but just let, let's 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 think about this. Even if the uh, list price, which is as you said, eight times uh, what the basic price is in the, and not just any country, David. These are no. the OECD industrialized right. country. So you're paying one eighth of list price in. Uh, London or Paris than you would pay in Boston or San Francisco, which is sort of crazy. And even yeah. if that list price is only four times as much, which is how you translate that RAND study, it's still pretty insanely high. Yeah. Well, it is, John. And it's not just high, but it's actually gone up a lot. Did you know that the price went up by about 15 to 17% per year uh, this was in the 2012 to 2016 timeframe when it was being measured. And the out-of-pocket costs have gone up at least 10% uh, per year as well. So it's not just that it was high to start with. It's just been going up and up and up, John. Well, and like, we know that costs that costs in general during that same period were going up less than 2% a year. 
So we know that the price, the the the, the price takers, the pharmacy manufacturers, uh, were actually Novo and Eli Lilly are gouging uh, the consumer, gouging health plans. And the other thing about insulin dependency and the people who are paying these out-of-pocket fees uh, for an, a, a portion or the whole cost of the drug is they tend to be a, a little bit more low-income, working-class folks who are less capable of paying these excess prices. David, what do you think is really going on here? Well, John, well, I'll tell you what's happening from a political standpoint is you've got a bunch of people dependent on insulin to stay alive. They need it every day. And they have out-of-pocket costs, you know, $500, $600 a month, which is more than a lot of people pay for rent. And people have seized on this and said, actually, let's make it, let's, let's, let's actually tackle this one issue in drug pricing. And let's say $35 a month. Now, that's a reasonable amount for insulin. And let's actually put that in place. So there's the movement for $35 insulin has begun, John. That was your buddy... Uh, Donald Trump and then I think President Biden has now grabbed the mantle. I believe the President Trump proposal was just for the Medicare Part D program, a federally regulated program. And the uh, but Biden, I believe, wants to apply it to all commercial plans as well. David, how could anyone disagree that capping the excess costs and margin here and stopping this price gouging and making it affordable, who could disagree with that? Well, John, the thing is that, you know, what happens with, with insulin, we taught this in, uh, in economics class. It's like an example of something with uh, inelastic uh, demand, meaning you have to have it or you're going to die, so you're going to buy it no matter what. What actually happens, John, is that sometimes people, they try to ration it. You know, they and they just give themselves not as much as they should have. And they end up with some nasty, nasty thing, John, called DKA, diabetic ketoacidosis. Ketoacidosis. And a leading cause of that, which which can definitely cause death, a leading cause of that is the inability to afford insulin. So you see stories of people literally unable to afford their insulin. And that's what got people uh, interested in doing something different. Now, as you say, it was under the Trump administration in 2020. Uh, we had a voluntary plan with Part D sponsors to cap it at $35 a month. And it's included in Build Back Better, which was passed by the House, but not by the Senate. So you could say maybe the Senate doesn't agree with it. But we know better. We know that Republicans are, have been chirping about excess uh, 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 drug pharmacy costs, and the Democrats have been uh, responding that they also think that prescription drug costs are too high. This is a critically important drug that was a gift to humanity by the original uh, uh, folks who made it. We the know two, that two cent people, the, John, as you say, the the pharma manufacturers are making a good margin on this. They're not they're not sending their drivers home uh, or, or 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 stopping their 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 or shutting down their air force. This is a very profitable business. Why can't we get to a fair price for Americans on insulin, David? This is this is a this is the all American proposal. Even you have to be in favor John, of this. Let me just say I am in favor of it. Okay, I think that uh, we should have thirty five dollar wow. a month insulin. So let's talk about now why it might not happen. So first of all, Build Back Better. You know, had a lot of other things in it, of course. And, it had everything uh, in it. Everything but the kitchen sink and the insulin, uh, but. Now it's happened, so that, that failed for other reasons. So you could say people were for it, but for this uh, $35 a month insulin, but against the overall plan. Fine. So now Senator 
Raphael Warnock, who is a senator from Georgia and running for re-election, he is sponsoring a standalone measure that will put this $35 insulin, take it out of Build Back Better, and make it as a standalone bill and should get support, right, John? But you have been outside the Beltway for too long, and you forget that if he wins, somebody else must lose. And so a lot of these Republicans who were very happy to support you know, President Trump and maybe talk it up before... Yeah, now they're not so excited about giving something that might give Senator Warnock a chance to win re-election I, and help the Democrats retain the Senate. I think you are being unduly cynical, David. How could they, these same senators who supported a nearly identical proposal for Medicare, be against it in the commercial market? I think this is going to be a really tough vote for Republicans to oppose. I mean, there's, there is uniform support in the Democratic Party for government regulating and uh, negotiating drug prices. And there is increasing support in the Republican Party because the rank and file of America knows that prescription drugs cost too much and the price is going up well ahead of inflation. And it's not just these hugely novel, extraordinary biologics like the cancer curing medicines, the CAR Ts that are expensive. And we know those or the orphan drug uh, that orphan drug costs that are that are really uh, slowing and reversing genetic heritable diseases like cystic fibrosis. Average chemical compounds, boring things that are off patent and on patent, are still those prices are still going up. Yep. because pharma pharma companies can continue to increase prices, and everybody in the pharma supply chain makes more money. This is crippling for those diabetics who are, you know, kind of trying to ration, self-ration their drugs based on what it costs as opposed to what they need. It doesn't make sense. I think this is going to be a tough vote for Republicans. And I actually have some, I, I don't think anybody, you, you may say they may not want to give uh, Reverend Senator Warnock a win on this one, but I don't know whether they want to have people ring against him saying that they're for higher insulin prices and for well, John, higher prescription the, drug prices. If the Republicans are in control of the Senate, they just wouldn't bring this to the floor for a vote, so they wouldn't have to worry about it. But Democrats control the agenda, and they will bring it to the floor, I believe. Now, this will need 60 votes because it's not part of reconciliation. And I think you put your finger on what the problem is, uh, why, it, why it may not pass, which is that, yeah, it's hard to be against the $35 a month insulin, but it's also then starts to raise the question of, well, wait, if insulin is $35 a month, what about all these other things that are hundreds or thousands of dollars a month out of pocket and are much more expensive, by the way, in the US than elsewhere? Why oh, can't those be less expensive? Don't you, I, I, this whole whataboutism is just, it just, it's tiresome, David. I think we've got to look at making progress where we can. If we can start to crack through the thick ice of old arguments around why negotiating drug prices is going to be somehow harmful for the pharmaceutical industry when what's really harmful for the for the for the people the, the American people is they can't afford the drugs um, I, I think we start you might start to see some melting around the edges and some more reasonable approaches to allowing governments to negotiate our government to negotiate prices particularly around these standard chemical compounds the reason why costs in the US, are, are, are rising faster than the rest of the world, rising at a multi drug costs, a multiple of inflation. And in the case of insulin are four times as expensive in Boston as they are in Belgium. 
is because we do not allow our government to negotiate prices. And I think if I'm, I'm hoping actually that, that this is one which will get the 60 votes and we'll start to make some progress on something that's really an essential pocketbook issue for many Americans, particularly at a time of, of high inflation. All right, John, let's get off your soapbox for a minute. Now, here's how I want to end the episode. I want your prediction of what's going to happen with this bill. Is it going to pass the Senate and we're going to have $35 insulin or not? And then I'll give you my prediction. There will be a chorus of support here driven by the hope that we can actually make progress uh, to negotiate fair prices for drugs that are virtually free uh, from a patent perspective and low cost for manufacturing. And I am highly optimistic that it will reach the 60 votes. And I, 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 I don't accept the cynical arguments just because it hasn't happened. It won't happen. It's time. John, I think there's going to be a flurry of behind-the-scenes lobbying by those who oppose not just this, but broader drug price reform, and that it will, in fact, fail, and we will not have $35 insulin, but we might have $35 a gallon gasoline, more likely. If your fat cat friends in their Gucci loafers try to shut this one down with this whataboutism, if we, if we, if we get a fair price for one drug, maybe it'll require us to think about fair prices for others. If that's why this fails... I think that what's going to happen is much bigger reforms, much faster to regulate and negotiate all prices. This is one where your fat cat friends ought to be supporting uh, sensible legislation here. Well, John, I feel like I got a bonus there because I asked for one prediction and I got two. So I think that's a great place to wrap things up and say that's it for yet another episode of Care Talk. I'm David Williams, president of Health Business Group. And I'm John Driscoll, the CEO of CareCentrics. If you liked what you heard or you didn't, please subscribe on your favorite service.